I said before that I said before that you shouldn't raise your daughters without sports or music because of our gender identity. If you're raising those girls without sports and music, a lot of the society is trying to make your daughters useless. So they need to be very good at something, very good at something hard that requires skill. Pretty much, you need to raise them like boys. Um, you know, there are some gender-specific things that it's okay. For example, dance. But I consider dance as a sport. If it's serious, not dancing for fun, but like serious. <laughs> like, like ballet or serious modern or, or anything that's hard. Um, we underestimate that we're, we underestimate this. And I say this as a father of two girls, and I'm constantly playing. It's a, almost a 24-hour job of me playing defense against a world that's trying to make them useless. Except like maybe generic bland rule followers, but not anything that takes risk and grind and like requires the deliverance of skill, of hard skill that they have to um, master. So be very, very, very careful about, you know, having serious dealings with girls, women who never played sports or um, serious music. Right, because they might not know how to do anything hard because it's not obvious that we teach them hard. And what was really shocking was how many people just accommodate these girls. Right? And I, these girls, either my daughters or like their friends, just accommodate them just because of their feelings. And that's not particularly good for them. And I think girls age out of that. Like they stop being immediately sympathetic uh, maybe in their late teen, teen years. And it, it starts to be more um, nefarious and sexualized. But by that time, if they haven't picked up the skill on how to pick up skills, then they're kind of useless, right? So, look, I, you know, I, I've, I've, I've said before that I think fathers are pretty good raisers of girls and oftentimes better than uh, a lot of mothers. But mostly because we have a lot of useless women and they're raising girls to be useless women. And we live in, this makes sense because we lived in a world where we didn't actually expect women to be accountable to, for things in our culture for a long time. <laughs> and um, so we never really had to build that sense of accountability in them as girls. And so we're still kind of a cultural shift. This is a little bit different for black girls because nobody really kisses black girls' butt. Like nobody, um, no, but in the same way that like we, a lot of white girls are just useless. Um, and it's funny because there is, there's a camp that knows this. There's a camp of the whites that know this. And these are the, the camp that like make sure they push their girls in like sports or whatever. And because they know the temptations of raising a useless white girl, because th it, sometimes they can do fine. And then there are some black Parents who try to raise their daughters as if they were white girls, and that doesn't end well. <laughs> I mean, it ends well if you're Meghan Markle, but for everybody else, that's, that's just not the case. Um, uh, that's, that, that, that rarely ends well. I think I'm from California where I saw a lot of that, uh, raising black girls as if they were white girls, and it just not... It, it doesn't, it doesn't end well. So um, raise your daughters as if they were your sons, deliver hard skills and expect them to learn hard skills and take direction and, and, you know, take risks and all of that stuff. And like I say, put them in a, put them in a sport 
and music. My kids do both sports and music. But if they don't do either of them, don't be surprised when they're kind of useless. And you think like, no, I'll baby my kid. And you baby them up until they're 14 or 15. Then they realize, well, you know, why shouldn't I be babied for the rest of my life? By that time, it's too late. They've lost the taste. They've become self-satisfied. Now you've raised an entitled brat. And it was all your fault for not, like, pushing your kid when she was four. <laughs> it's all your fault for, like, accommodating all of her emotional outbursts as if they were valid. And now she expects to be accommodated when she's 15, 16, and nobody's got time for that. And then they expect to be accommodated, like, overall, and the only way they get accommodated is by being hot. So they spend all their time trying to be hot. And now you've screwed up your whole, you've screwed up your whole line. You've screwed up your whole line all because you weren't appropriately um, sagacious, appropriately, you didn't have an appropriate forethought when they were five to, like, set them down the path to get the taste of doing something hard. Right. By the way, this is this is one way that like immigrants have a have a, have a a leg up because they're different gender identities. Girls aren't coddled the way that they're coddled in the U.S. because of our actually racial history. But that's that's a different that's a different story. But the, there's the, the the infantilization of 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 girls is not particularly good for their development into a womanhood that is actually worth a damn. When I say this, like I say, I say this as a father who needs to, like, who's constantly protecting my daughters away from, like, awful other women and girls. <laughs> and that is, is there anything else for people who can't afford, who cannot afford sports and music? Not really, like... Not really, because we don't let kids have real um, opportunities. You need to just do sports and music. I mean, you, you, you need to figure out a way. Do it on the cheap. Even if it was Richard Williams grinding Serena and, and, and Venus. Find a way. It doesn't have to be. Like, the goal isn't to create professional athletes. It's to create the professional disposition where they have to take instructions but learn and still use their mind and then practice and then hopefully get cut. I'm still looking for, I'm looking for, a, a, I, I'm, I'm a rec coach soccer, so nobody gets cut from like rec leagues. I'm looking, I want my kids to actually just go to tryouts for like another soccer club just so that they go through the tryout so they feel like, so that they have to worry about getting cut. I want my kids to get cut or at least work as if they need to worry about getting cut. Because I think that is a very important aspect of what it is to be a person. Um, that if you don't teach young, they get confused about why um, uh, okay, so why not why not presuming you find a particular field? Why, uh, so uh, this is what someone says. Oh uh, um, Someone says, well, why don't they just find what, something they're passionate in and let them do that? No, that's not life. Life isn't doing something you're passionate. It's learning how to build the skills in something that's hard that you may not like. Right? That's what, because even in, if you try to do something you're passionate in, at some point in time, you're going to have to do, it's going to be hard. And so have you built the skills to work through the hardness? 
and we like that's not and it's and at any point in time you're going to be able to quit right something hard at any point in time you're going to be able to quit so this is this and have you built the disposition to not quit to not take the easy out there's this kind of romantic notion that like well you know kids just need to do what they're passionate and that's so much horseshit they need to learn how to do something they're not passionate about something they like fine but intermittently think about giving all up and then you just push them through and then you know they become good at it and then they they take that process of wanting to quit but not quitting and then driving themselves and then success and apply that to other things in life like the goal isn't to raise professional musicians or professional um, uh, athletes the goal is to raise people who can pick up skills and who are coachable um, uh, in all aspects of life. So whatever they want to do, they'll be able to grind and make it and realize it. Right? And oh, and if you can't have if 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 you can't if you can't afford sports and music, what about maths? I guess I don't think that there's the same kind of creative pushback. I, I think you've tried to find a, like, I, I don't know. I, th I, I think that there's a different kind of grind in, in schoolwork where it's doing what you told, you're told in a way that doesn't require as much discretion. Whereas sports and music, you have to do what you're told, you have to be coachable, but it, like you always have to like use discretion in a way that I'm not convinced you have to do in, in, in schoolwork. Right? So that's my answer to that question. And if you don't, what I want to warn people against is not taking this seriously and then being surprised when it's 10 and 15 um when they're 10 and 15 and can't do any and like can't do anything hard well you never told them that they had to do anything hard you spent the first seven years once they get the taste of that easy entitled life why would they give up that taste why would they not be satisfied with just doing what they want You've told them that that's what life is. They're going to be confused and incompetent. Look, it takes 10 years to learn how to do something hard. It takes 10 years, it takes years to learn how to do, not 10, but it takes years to learn how to do something hard. And so if you learn how to do something hard, you need to start them learning how to do something hard so that when they're 10, they've learned how to do something hard. Not the specific guilt, but something hard. And then they could start learning something else hard. Right? But if they've never learned how to do something hard and they're 10 and 15, or they're 15 and 20, now you're asking them to do something hard and they simply don't know how. Um, all right, so math, science, or art. So you're going to need the rigor. The rigor. Someone says, what about math, science, or art? I'm going, you're going to need the rigor. You're going to need the fear of getting cut. You're going to need the competition that's indifferent to your sex appeal and your cuteness. Um, this is one reason I like swimming. I did not, my kids aren't swimmers, but if I did it again, like big swimmers, but if I did it again, I think I would have pushed swimming because water does, is indifferent. It will drown you all the same. And I realized that there's kind of a disposition in serious swimmers insofar as like they don't expect to be accommodated in the same way because, 
it doesn't matter how much they smile or how much they cute or how much they cry, like the water will drown them. And so, um, yeah. So that kind of seriousness in swimming, if I had to do it again, I think I would have put my kids, my, my, my daughters to be serious swimmers. Not because like, I think it's a life-saving skill and my kids know how to swim, but because water will drown them. And I do think that they need the fear of drowning. Like I think everyone should have the fear. They should participate in an activity that's completely indifferent to their cuteness. And build a gender identity around, you know, participating in activities that are completely indifferent to their cuteness. So they can be like a woman swimmer, a girl swimmer, compete on the girls team. And, and like, so like they have an entire gender identity that's completely indifferent to like the smiling or feeling bad. So that is, I think, very important. I don't think the culture takes us very serious. And as a result, people are confused about why their daughters are useless. And it's because you never really taught them that they had to be useful. You taught them, or, or you taught them that they had to be useful too late. You spent five years coddling the crap out of them. Um, so now they're 10 and you've taught, and now, and, and you think, you, you spent 10 years telling them that they don't have to take on any risk and do any hard thing. Um, when I was a catcher, love. yeah, okay, so someone says, I'd say raise your, raise your daughters like they were your sons, because <laughs> nobody coddles my son like that. It's like, there are different issues, but nobody coddles my son, and my son's like better off, right? Um, also, this is, this is one reason why I'm a little bit suspicious of the trans movement in black communities, like men to women trans in black communities, because... I, there's a low-key sense that I don't think they want black men to be able to do things. All right. So um, someone says, my dad and brother used to tell me, don't throw like a girl. But I'm a girl. My brother used to pitch overhand to me in the backyard and I was, <laughs> when I was a catcher. We had a ball. And that's exactly, that's exactly right. We don't treat, like, go ahead and treat your daughters like they're your sons. It's not going to be bad. Like, treat your daughters like your sons. And, and you'll raise better daughters. You'll raise better women. <laughs> I, I, I strongly suggest, like, if you, there's no, there are very few activities that up until 10, girls should do, or boys should do, but guys shouldn't do. Um, there are very few activities. I, I like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I treat my, I treat my daughters like, as if they were sons because I don't like the way other people treat their daughters. And they're raising their daughters to be useless or to be married to someone who's useful. Um, but like is themselves useless. And I, I don't want my daughters to be useless women and I don't want them to, yeah. So uh, if you don't want your daughters to be useless, start teaching them that they have to learn things and um, put a good fear in them and like a, a, like a sense of propriety in them early. And I think that's not consistent with varieties of American, especially middle and upper middle class white womanhood. Um, but I think a lot of American upper middle class and middle class white women are just bad mothers. Um, they're, they're, and they're allowed to be bad mothers because nobody holds them accountable for anything. Right. People hold their husbands accountable, but no. So we're bad at parenting, 
and I'm just helping you. And these are the kinds of things you fight about with your partner, and I've seen partners fight about this, and um, this is why I, I'm talking about this on Monday because it's the relationship show, and I, you should hash this out at the beginning of the dating so that, you know, you know, I've said before that liberal parenting is so bad that real parenting looks abusive. <laughs> and so daughters have many avenues to become degenerate. Daughters have many avenues to become degenerate. Um, yeah, daughters have many avenues to become degenerate. Like that's, that is a, that is a problem or they end up just selling sex. On, on some variety, and I don't want you won't. I don't want my daughters to ever have to sell sex in order to eat in any variety, in any form. Like I just don't want her like skill set to be around that. This is why, like, like I said, sports, music, serious sports and music. They're just it's not about sex appeal. You want a variety of womanhood that's one hundred percent womanhood, but it's not about sex appeal, right? So this is. Um, and manipulating emotions for other people to do take responsibility for you. And that's just not the kind of women that I want to raise, but it starts when they're girls. And it starts because we don't give them serious like aspirations at, that are still kid appropriate. Um, like I don't want them to build a nuclear bomb or anything or like engineer a car that are still kid appropriate, but are young from the beginning. So they don't get the taste of not having any aspirations that they have to work and do skills from. Like, like my kids probably don't remember a time before they had to like practice. <laughs> oh, they had, to, they had to practice and become excellent um, musicians. And as the year goes on, they'll probably, and, and it, oh, and it starts very five. Yeah, by the time they're five, we're, by the time at five, we're telling girls that it's okay for them to be useless as long as they're cute. That, it really is. I, I really do think that by the time we're five, by the time they're five, we already tell girls that it's fine for them to be useless as long as they're cute. And that is a whole problem. Um, and so that you really can't scrub out. It takes 10 years to scrub out. Because once you get that entitlement to being useless, why would you give that up? So, I just saved your uh, family a lot of heartache. If you appreciate what I'm doing, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com. Kick in $5, 15 or $50 a month. Um, and I'll keep doing my two shows a day. Two shows. I do a political one on Thursday on... Uh, Monday, I do relationships, but a holistic view of relationships where I talk about the kinds of things that won't get you divorced, right? So you should date with the idea of not getting divorced because dating with the idea of just trying to get sex, a lot of, you can go to YouTube and find a lot of people who will get you, will, will, will help you get laid. I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm going to help you. I'm giving you the kind of view that will help you all the way to like sustaining a marriage because if you don't go in with this kind of content, You'll, you'll, in this day and age, you might end up, you know, someone just leaving you. And I don't want you to get divorced. It's bad for the kids. It's a form of child abuse. So 
Thank you for your time. And I will talk to you on Thursday about something completely different. <laughs>